Hi, my name is Christine. And I'm Josephine. And, and we're, we're your, your host, host for, for the Bitonal Podcast. Ding! <laughs> what? I thought it would sound much different with your voice gone. A little oh. dang, but no. Um, yeah. You pulled it off well. Ding! <laughs> no, I can't do it. Um, yes, uh, dear audience, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, this is episode 11. Yeah. Holy shit. Almost the end of season one. That's terrifying. It really is. Do you remember when we first started this bullshit? <laughs> I can't believe that was like 11 weeks ago. It, yeah, that's 11. That's what freaks me out because it's not like 11 days ago. Exactly. It's 11 weeks ago because we've, we've been punching stuff out every week, right? Yeah. But it goes the end of my summer, actually. I know. You still got some time before your master's, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, how are you, Josephine? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. What's the topic for today, Josephine? It is insecurities and overcompensation. Oh, what a theme. I know. I know. I hate I hate calling it what it is, but it is what it is. Like what does that even mean? <laughs> I know, I sound like a fucking uh philosopher. What's it called? Uh, Confucius. Sure. It is what it is, but it's not what it is, but it is what it is. I'm just going to stop. I might cut this out. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Um, I don't know. I personally, the reason why I think like, I think like uh, it's one of those things where I feel I've been feeling a little bit more lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most people with when I don't know people have bad days and good days you know what I mean yeah yep. and earlier yesterday or the day before yesterday maybe this week it's just been kind of a shit show for me mentally so I'm just like uh you know let's just kind of hash it out and see where this goes how about you are, are you having a good week um mentally no I think it's really been challenging a lot of things I've been learning slash fixing up about myself yeah this this summer, like this year slash summer was supposed to be like my year of self-improvements or things like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of like focus on me. And I felt like this week really like brought me back to a year ago. Yeah. Like I just made no changes whatsoever. So it was really frustrating in that sense. So it really made me question everything that I did. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah, we won't we won't get too much into that. We're, yeah. like, we're gonna stick with our insecurities. Yes. And, yes. You know, I mean, maybe a yeah. few things will pop up um, about our week that caused us this distress, but um, yeah, we won't. That's not what this episode will be about. Hmm. Oh, I just got a message on WhatsApp, and you're not gonna like it. It's bad. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, let's Um, one problem at a time. Okay, so uh, when it comes to insecurities, I don't know. Again, it's it's, it's like an ebb and flow. Some days you have good days, some days you have bad days. Absolutely. But I think when it comes to um, that stuff, I I think sometimes you lose track of like your worth, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you start doubting who you are and what you have and what you can do. Exactly. And your competency and things like that. And, you know... Uh, how would you describe, like, what does it feel like for you when you feel insecure about something? Excuse me. <laughs> it feels, I think you described it best when we were talking about this the other way. 
you just don't feel like you're you're in the right skin. It just it feels a little iffy. It feels oh, uh, well. My therapist likes to call it yucky. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel good. And I can't remember the last time I truly felt so insecure about something. Okay. Wow. Good for you. <laughs> I don't even remember the feeling Such anymore. Such a secure person. What a goal. Goals. What goals? No, like there are days when like I feel insecure, but it doesn't like weigh me down as much as it used to, or it doesn't make me feel like the world's coming to an end, or I don't catastrophize it as much as I used to, which okay. is why I haven't felt that deep sense of insecurity in a while. But I know it, it used to feel like, mm-hmm. like, like the world was coming to an end, I guess, as you know it, or you, you, you feel so worthless mm-hmm. that you don't even know why you bother getting up in the morning. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's how I used to feel my insecurities. Mm-hmm. Just like bottom of the barrel, zero self-worth, and very high depression. Okay. What about you? Mm. I think even at my lowest point, because my ego is so high mm-hmm. that my baseline low is potentially like above people's low baseline lows. Sure, sure. If that makes sense. Like, or maybe I've just been really, really fortunate enough to not feel like worthless. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say like, there's been days where I'm like, oh God, I'm, I'm such a sack of shit. But then I'll never like come to the conclusion of like, this is horrible or like, I'll never come to the conclusion that I'm completely worthless, disposable, and, like, meaningless to the world. Okay. Because somewhere inside me, it still holds on to the fact, like, yeah, you're a sack of shit, but you're okay. <laughs> but be- And the part that goes, but you're okay, is my ego talking, uh-huh. I feel uh-huh. like. Um, but what it feels to me, yeah, it's a yucky feeling, as your therapist did say. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just a very difficult feeling to shake sometimes, especially when the whole the evidence surrounds you, pointing to the fact that you're horrible or like you're shit at something or you're just dumb mm-hmm. or you are worthless and no one cares about you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and then like I think a lot of it, I had to kind of come to terms with what you're insecure about is you needing to challenge actively challenge what it is you're insecure about. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, is there anything? Is there anything like specifically that stands out in your head that you're insecure about? Uh, well, before I think I think there's like a root for my insecurities and like the journey. You kind of make sense, kind of thing. So okay. I think it'll be good if I tell it in a story in like Do it. beginning, middle, and end part. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my parents named me after Joy. They wanted me to bring joy into people's life so I've always been kind of like a social butterfly and whatnot and I've always wanted people to like me and that's something I was very insecure about because I was like mm-hmm. I was I, I didn't really fit in anywhere in high school I wasn't with like the band people I mm-hmm. wasn't with like the popular people whatever whatever mm-hmm. I mean yes I was friendly with all of them but it's not like I belonged in one group yeah so I never really had a sense of belonging anywhere I went 
Yeah. And that kind of traveled with me to university, mm-hmm. just feeling so out of place. And yes, I had a lot of friends. I had people from many like different groups, but again, just didn't, didn't have that core group that I could 100% rely on. Mm-hmm. So okay. that was something I was very insecure about years and years and years. And now I'm kind of at a place where I do realize that I don't need that. I've talked about this in my solo episode, Mm -hmm. becoming more comfortable with me and who I am and being alone, that I don't need to feel like I'm with someone else to have that sense of belonging. Okay. Because I know I belong, Mm -hmm. but I don't need to belong, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so I know that's, that's where my insecurity came came yeah. from just like the fact that my parents wanted me to be a joy in other people's life and that i was like made or cut out to just be whatever people needs me to be and that really kind of affected how i perceived myself and my identity because my identity then revolved around other people like how many friends did i have how many people did i know um and how many people can say that they like me as a friend okay. like that's that's what i was basing my self-worth on yeah so that's where my insecurities mostly came from but now mm-hmm. I'm, you know unlearning that and continuing to spend more time with myself and being more comfortable in my own skin that i don't need other people's validation or i don't need not to say that i don't need friends but i just don't need to feel like i need someone to be there someone to say you're a good person, mm-hmm. you're really friendly, you have, mm-hmm. look at you, you have so many friends, yeah. to know that I do have friends, that I do have people I can rely on. Yeah. So. I would agree. I would agree. Because, um, like, with me, it's one of those things where sometimes the internal, uh, uh, I guess, reassurance of from myself is never enough. Mm-hmm. Because I have this vision of, of like a really cool version of myself who's like, you know, um, grown up, relatively somewhat successful and just happy in life, right? And I think we've grown up to kind of have a general image, like a, like a you know, a, a seeable image of what, like, I guess, happiness, success, and, and whatever feelings of being loved looks like. Yeah. Like, what does it look like when you, like, how can you tell dif- the difference between a person who's really secure versus really insecure? Like, it, like they, they look, a, it looks a certain way, right? And, um, and sometimes, like, I need that outwardly reassurance or kind of, like, physical evidence that, hey, you are a cool person, mm-hmm. whether that's in the form of, like, someone telling me, hey, you're a cool person, or like, you know, I get a sticker saying, hey, you're a cool person. You know what I mean? Sometimes like telling myself I'm I'm enough or I'm cool and I'm smart or I'm cute and shit, that's like not enough sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And like that's something I've probably been working on for like a good chunk of time. And I think I'm at a point where like I'm just like so tired. <laughs> so I just <laughs> I've just given up. Like whether and like growing up and stuff like yeah there's been times where i had to like kind of um conform to a group um change myself change my values in order to fit in with the cool the cool groups and like do what people think is the cool thing to do yeah 
and um, that in itself is it's toxic a but I, I didn't really know any better than to do that mm-hmm. right and sometimes when you're that young like I think fear um, and like fear of like people not accepting you is enough of a drive for you to um, basically conform so and it wasn't until like university and stuff where like I met other people who are different and other people who are the same and I started I started to really challenge like shit even the smartest guy in class is super insecure about his nose or like super insecure about the grades he gets. Like everyone's insecure about something. So thus, why am do I do I have to be insecure about anything? Yeah. And um and yeah, like it's one of those things, right? So it's like once you start realizing like everyone's depressed, everyone's anxious, it's like, huh then this is just the norm. It's just the baseline. You don't have to catastrophize it. Or when you have these negative emotions, you realize it's just like, whatever. It's like, okay, just another day, right? Um, um, but with me, uh, and we talked about this, like I'm a self-identified overcompensator. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just how p- partially I grew up. It's like, if, if you can't do some good in something, you better be doing good at something else. Right. Like, even though I can't do well in school, I, I better be a good daughter at home mm-hmm. or I better behave or, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things where, like, I feel like it's one of those things, too. It's like, you know, if you're not particularly cute looking, learn to be funny. You know what I mean? And vice versa. Whereas people who are just really pretty, I just think they have no personality because they don't need to compensate. Right. Right. Um, it's just one of the things I catch myself doing sometimes. And I'm just like, am I? actually exhibiting this behavior and emotion because i feel this way or is it because i'm overcompensating for something else Mm, like am i in this party right now with a bunch of people being extra loud when naturally i'm not that loud Mm -hmm. just to overcompensate because i care i care for what people think about you know you know christine being the life of the party you know whatever whatever seeking this image and trying to externally portray it that's interesting. I think I'm very opposite of that. You can't relate to this, eh? Not really. Good like for I can you, I child. can kind of relate but not really. I don't know if this would be considered overcompensating or undercompensate compensating. Um because I I have that insecurity of like wanting to be liked for who I am. Like I don't want I didn't want to change for other people mm-hmm. that I guess, yeah, it would be overcompensated. I, I overcompensated by um, kind of showing my true colors to people in like the first few encounters mm-hmm. and scaring them off. Or like, remember when I was telling you about how when me and Ajit first met, I like made fun of him for everything. Yeah. I think that was a sense of me like overcompensating of like, if he stuck, if he stuck around through me being like, this mean to him yeah. he'll stick around for other things okay he'll accept me for everything else for all of my other flaws yeah because that's how i saw it okay yeah it's, from my perspective it seems like you're undercompensating yeah i'm not sure what <laughs> that would be called yeah yeah that's kind of how i did it or like mm-hmm. I, I think i talked a lot about this in my other episode as well just telling people my problems or like potential mm-hmm. problems at mm-hmm. first encounter just so they there wouldn't be any surprises down the line yeah. or 
or if I do share with them my problems, it wouldn't be like, oh, I can't handle this because yeah. I already have given them like a preface of who I was mm. and they could either leave it or take, take, it, it, or take it or leave it. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Yeah. And like, I think, I think that's the Paul, like my, my insecurity slash fear of being not liked that's how I've been coping with it. Mm-hmm. Or like, that's what I learned, like maybe halfway through university, where like, I'm like, gosh, oh, shit, I have, I literally have no time to play the guessing game of whether you like me or not. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna put my cards on the table, say a really inappropriate comment just to scare you off. Or like, you know, just like drop, drop something really weird. Yeah. Just yeah. be like, I sniff my toe sometimes. And they're like, what the fuck? But then like, if, if it's someone that is equally as weird and also sniffs their toes whatever the fuck then they're like oh shit i I found my niche or i found my other right or i found my clan oh god tribe i hate that word i remember when we first met Mm -hmm. or like the first few encounters that we had Mm -hmm. i was i think we were going to take the bus together Mm -hmm. uh the bus home and then um i was like oh yeah you know i'm like an open book you can ask me anything whatever whatever and you asked like a bunch of weird random questions that i I was not prepared for really yeah did did i blast you you, yeah you did yeah that sounds like something i would have done back then so funny but it was it was it was just funny yeah like i I accepted it. Yeah. Because I've also learned, like, I, I catch myself doing it, which is why I'm so hyper aware. Yeah. And I think that's my problem too. It's like, I can read people so well because I'm so hyper aware of like what I think. Yeah. I'm so hyper aware of when I feel dumb, when I feel incompetent, when I feel like a sack of shit, that when other people are acting like a sack of shit, I'm like, dude, I know where this is coming from. Yeah. It's literally what I go through. <gasps> but like with one of those things, wait, what'd you say again? I already forgot my train of thoughts like really bad right now. What'd you say? What do you mean? Well, I don't what know your train of thought. Um, I was just saying that how, uh, you, I blasted you. You asked a bunch of random questions, yes. but I it didn't scare me off because I, like, yeah. I was like, oh, these are the questions I would ask someone. Right, right. So and I was saying, wow, this is a bad, bad lapse of memory. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, so now I just kind of present myself that way, right? And I don't know. I just feel like you don't have time. You don't have time, yeah. right? So yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know. I forgot my train of thought, literally. I blanked and then I disappeared. <laughs> uh, you were saying you don't have time to play the game in university. Yeah. You don't have time to guess if people like you or not, yeah. which is absolutely true. But yeah. does it then kind of become a self-fulfilling prophecy? Proceed. This what? person that... So let's say you exaggerate as part of your personality. Okay. Just in case you don't want to like weird people out or you want people to like that part of your personality Mm -hmm. but then it becomes your whole personality uh right because you are overcompensating yeah Yeah. so i think that was where the direction i was going to i got you that's what i'll yeah thank god where would i be if i do a solo episode (laughs) just me be like oh wait wait, i forgot what i was saying (laughs) (laughs) yes so and that's where i like at some point in midway through university i just felt so trapped i'm like you know, and this is why people, I think people have identity crises yeah. um, late into their 20s or like late into their 30s. It's like, oh my God, my whole life I've just been portraying something. Yeah. I've been portraying this like uh, person who likes skiing, even though I don't fucking like skiing. Because yeah. all the boys at the club be fucking skiing. Or like you exaggerated that you yeah. like skiing, but then when you stop surrounding yourself with those people, it's yeah. like 
well, I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to ski. ski. Or even, uh, or no, that's like more of a hobby, but what if it's like a specific trait? Like what right. if, in what if, for example, your friend is just, a, you know, overly competitive person? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the whole friendship or foundation of your friendship was because you guys always compete with each other. Yeah. Whether it's like who can chug a beer the fastest or who can throw the football the not we sound like men for some reason or <laughs> we can throw a football to the front you know what i mean yeah. but all of a sudden like your identity just become this like person that's kind of like your friend where it's like wait and then you take you take your friend out of the picture and you're like wait i don't even like football i don't like chugging a beer i don't like i'm not even competitive and, yeah you yeah. know what i mean so it's like how exhausting is that at some point i think people reach that breaking point and they might reconsider like okay this is not who I am. I need to go for a retreat in the Bahamas and figure <laughs> out who the fuck I am, what I like, what I need, and whatever, so on. Yeah, I do believe that is like one of the reasons people go through an ident- identity crisis. Mm-hmm. But it's always interesting to see the finished product of that. Mm-hmm. I would, I wouldn't say it's an identity crisis. More like a little unpolished. Gen- wow, no, that's that's too like cheesy. Mm-hmm. But like, because then people people start realizing that. You, they do it because it's a sense of like belonging, a sense of um, what's that word? Camaraderie? Camaraderie? Yeah. Wow. I butchered that word. But like, yeah, it's a sense of <laughs> I no, no, say you that word again. It's just, it's just a sense Can't, of like friendship. I don't want to say companionship. Call it friendship. Yeah, a sense of friendship and it's, it's, it's a balance. Yeah. Just because you you're not a you're not as much of a fan as you thought you were it doesn't mean you suddenly hate it right okay. it's just again you wouldn't go out of your way to do that mm-hmm. but when someone asks you hey you want to like go play catch with me mm-hmm. it's like yes because you want to hang out with that person yeah. so you're willing to kind of compromise mm-hmm. who you are slash what you like mm-hmm. so that you can be with that person yeah. to hang out with that person yeah does that kind of make sense that makes sense that makes sense yeah Hmm. it's just interesting it is very interesting because i do realize like a lot of times i i pretend to yeah like when we used to hang out when the first few times mm-hmm. i'd be down for anything because yeah. remember we talked about the food the food is a good example our food we, compatibility food is compatibility state, so i was like yeah i'll like incompatible <laughs> yeah i was like i'll go with you you we can get like tacos we can get this and now but now i'm like i don't want to get tacos with you yeah soup i don't want to get soup yeah, with you I don't like soup. yeah the other day we were in hamilton and i wanted to go to the burnt tongue the burnt tongue is like my favorite place to be because there's no other fucking soup place in saga of- <laughs> hamilton or i guess toronto might have a soup place you know what i mean so every time i'm every time i used to visit josephine hamilton and we hung out i'm like can we get soup but i know she doesn't like soup I so soup. i stopped asking i know then now when i brought when I, even when i bring it up jokingly you just shut Trigger. me down I, what you shut me down do not you're like i'll drop you off there so you can get you can get your own soup but i, I ain't getting the I soup i was willing I'm to like, go Come with out. you no but i want to eat it with you it's a shared experience you could have just had it there and i would have watched you and it would have been fine no see she wasn't willing to compromise. That's what it is. I was willing to compromise. You didn't want to settle. I didn't want to settle for half ass you watching me eat soup. I'll beep. We're cutting this part out. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Back to. Okay, I'm calm now. <laughs> point is. Point is. 
you you have to make compromise about what you like and dislike with your friends at one point. <laughs> Am I not doing that enough? That's for you to figure out on your Josephine, own. which means it's a yes, the hesitation. But I just feel like I'm very, I have a very particular view yes, and a very yes. strong particular mm-hmm. views. Oh my God, I'm starting to sound like a specific someone that I'm thinking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you only realize the traits of other people's because you have it too. That's what my mom always says. Oh, what? A, oh, I'm a psycho shit. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'll say it more confidently. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this has become Christine's therapy session. <laughs> I am Josephine's first first client, clearly. Clearly. Um, yes, and I'm working on it. Like I'm working on the fact that um, other people are different, and they don't necessarily um, have the same. Like the what they deem as valuable is not the same as what I deem as valuable. Right. It's like it's like one of those things where it's like, um, for example, people. Some people deem having a house being. Or is 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 the headphone too loud? No, it's fine. Like it's one of those things where it's like people. Um, I I think a house is more valuable mm-hmm. in the long run. Cars are horrible investments, but some people just like drive a really nice car but have a shitty house. Yeah. Yeah. And like I can't. We can't. You know. Be like. You're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, exactly. But like, that's your opinion. But they see, they get so much value from their cars. So mm-hmm. what are we to tell them? Exactly. That's exactly it. Do you have any more insecurities you want to talk about? Well, my biggest thing is being forgotten or left behind. What do you think, what do you think that comes from? <laughs> when I was a child. You, you got lost in the mall, didn't you? No, I did. That was Michelle. I didn't True. <laughs> Shasha just left. You're just too smart. To yeah, I was. I was not left behind, but it was. I don't even know where it stemmed from, but I remember the first memory of like being left behind, which was when my parents would go, like when we first moved to Canada, and we like uh, they would go really early to work. Okay, maybe it was early for me as a child, but it probably wasn't early at all. Mm-hmm. But I remember just like running down to to want to see them before they left work mm-hmm. but they would have already like driven off and i was at the door like crying oh, yeah yeah that was like my first memory of being left behind and and i know realistically i wasn't being left behind but maybe because like we just came to canada it was a new place like i felt abandoned yeah. because they were working so much because they were yeah. trying to like make a living yeah so ever since then i kind of oh i overcompensated with that i guess oh. by doing everything with my family grocery shopping i was with them any errands they wanted to do i was with them like they were just so used to me being around because i was scared of being Being left left behind and when they would leave without me which they have done that so like they maybe they wanted to check out a yard sale Mm -hmm. so they'd wake me up and they're like hey we're going like do you want to come and i'm like yes i want to come i would like get changed go downstairs and they would have left without me the fuck because they i guess they maybe didn't hear because i was like half asleep whatever whatever oh or like i took too long but either ways i was left behind it's kind of like a running joke now because mm. of how often i am left behind yeah i can literally get changed in like five seconds flat mm. and by the time i go downstairs they'd still be gone mm. but it's like a running joke i'm just like y'all better not leave me behind do you think it has anything to do with you being the youngest child probably 
That's why now I'm trying to learn to be more comfortable with myself so that when I do get left behind, it's not like traumatizing. It never was traumatizing. It yeah. was just like frustrating. It's frustrating. Like, I told you I wanted to go. Why'd yeah. you leave me? Yeah. Kind of thing. Now it's just funny. I look back and I'm like, wow. And when they do leave me behind, I'm like, okay. Guess I'll What's just do my own thing. Yeah. 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 And I think, again, it's also being forgotten. I guess this is more with my with my friends than it is with my family. Yeah. Because I've, I've now made such a huge pact in my family that I probably will not be forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> Keyword, probably. <laughs> Just watching like five years. Justine, who? <laughs> Don't know her. We had a younger sister. <laughs> who dad? Yikes. So, all like, of a sudden, like, you, you look at the family albums and all your, your face is scratched <laughs> out in every photo around the house. I, yeah, I guess it's also because my, my I was like the accident. So my parents... Excuse me? Yeah, my parents didn't wasn't planning for a third child Yikes, so they bought bro. everything in twos Sucks. they were just like they did all the family portraits with like the extended family with my like my two older sisters and then that came around and they never like redid Honey, any this, of the this, whole whatever albums. this insecurity whatever the fuck you want to call it, it just makes so much sense yeah it does right I told, you weren't supposed to exist a lot of a lot of my insecurities have a backstory that totally Maybe. you would understand yeah. why and the journey that goes yeah. along with it you can it. delineate it pretty well exactly dude so, i'm sorry that's now I'm, I've made peace with it. Now I'm just the most memorable yell. Like, I'm just saying. This is true. That's what I pride myself on. I took away all their personality. I just they always combined. say that. They're like, why do you have so much personality? I took all yours. Yeah. I sucked the life out of you. You overcompensate to the point where you just amalgamated everyone else's into yours. Exactly. Now it's just, it's just who I am and they're left high and dry. Ay, ay, ay. So, yeah, that's insecurity of being forgotten is mostly with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I talk about this all the time with my two-week policy. Right, your two-week right? policy. Right, because, like, I'm scared. i rather assume that they had forgotten me than have that humiliation of them being like, um, who are you again? Or, like, what's your name again? Because mm-hmm. that would be humiliating and that would really, like, put my self-worth at, like, negatives. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you ever have a fear of being forgotten by history? Like, you know. Uh, mm. I, I, I'm only this, this thought only ever crossed my mind a very small handful of times mm-hmm. but I'm like when I die the world better remember me <laughs> I've never but I'm that. like never mind I'm just a piece of shit and like you know when you you know the comparison of like how the earth is like a, a piece of sand compared to like a, a, a grain of sand compared to like the rest of the universe some shit i'm just like yeah never mind i'm not, I'm not that significant i deserve to be remembered i've never had that like desire to be wanted wanted to be remembered by like the whole universe yeah that's that's too much right? yeah, yeah just by the people i care about okay yeah that's all yeah huh Thank you for sharing that. I feel like that was quite vulnerable of you. It, it, it is what it is. Mm. Come full circle. Come full circle here. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I think I've said it before, but like my biggest, and again, at this point, I'm so hyper aware of it mm-hmm. that when it's actually happening, I just beat myself up way too hard for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I hate feeling stupid because all my life, I think, um, like I, I've always ever been called stupid, not ever, never smart. Like, I don't think, like, or maybe people have, call, growing up, like, my, my, my mom or, like, my, it definitely didn't come from my dad, but, like, my mom or my teachers may, may have called me smart, but at that point, it was so ingrained in my head that I was stupid that I didn't mm-hmm. listen to them. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to blame everything on the way I was raised and what my parents said growing up, but, like, most of the time, um, from an early age, I did grow up thinking I was literally the dumbest person in the, cl- in the room all the time. 
So now as an adult, like, again, I have found evidence that maybe I'm not an idiot. Mm-hmm. I graduated high school. I guess that's okay. And then I, I graduated university. I guess that's somewhat of accomplishment. So it's like, okay, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not that dumb, you know? Maybe. Just but then, maybe. But then even then, in my lowest moments, I question whether I'm actually dumb or not. But then again, I always look at the big picture. But then like, I always think like the smartest people in the world still feel like they're kind of dumb or not knowing. Exactly. So what am I? <laughs> why am I freaking out? If they think they're dumb, like that's normal. That's a, again a normal emotion, and uh, you know, sometimes everybody feels dumb. Um, and my other what's my other insecurity again? I wrote down. I wrote, uh, yeah, well, never feel like I'm never doing enough. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't think I can stay sedentary or stagnant because I just feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, if let's say you need me to help you like paint your house or paint your room, Mm -hmm. like I'm probably going to try to do my best at it. It just, it just never feels like I'm doing enough. Right. You know what I mean? But then, again, you talk to other people and they feel like they're not doing enough, mm-hmm. even though, like people like Ashley, who's like super productive all the time and part of so many things, even she has moments where she feels like she's not doing enough. And I'm like, I'm doing like a quarter of what things she does, but okay, that's a weird emotion, probably normal. Yeah. And I dismiss yeah. it. I'm very good at dismissing my insecurities now in the sense like I get over it faster than I used to. Is dismissal the best way to cope with it though? Ugh. Do you think it's helpful? Does it come back quickly? What's the latency here? I feel like latency is probably like uh, maybe a couple times a month. Like again, my ego's so big, right? So it's one of those things where, um, I if if I know if it's a, if it's an irrational thought, it, I think it's sometimes easier to just to dismiss it than to even bother challenging it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you challenge it to make you believe otherwise. Like, you, you, you gather the evidence, right? But sometimes it gets to the point where you're like, eh, I don't need, I don't need to gather evidence and waste my time. I'm just going to dis- dismiss it. Right. It's like, like not every time I feel like a sack of shit, it's just so time-consuming to, to like sit there and, you know, physically write down a list of reasons why I'm a sack of shit. Or I can just put my foot down and be like, nope, I'm not a sack of shit and move on with my life, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to get to that point, I feel like. That's fair. Do you have a, do you have another opinion? No. Okay. No. Like I do see where you're coming from. Sometimes it is. It's not even worth trying to undo it per mm-hmm. se because you know where it's stemming from. You know where mm-hmm. it's coming from. Exactly. It's like, well, I can't change the yeah. past. Might as well just move on. Not let it affect me to that degree. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference because I am aware of where. Oh, whoa, that's a lot of wares. Aware of where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Where I think if you're like insecure about something, and I see my, uh, some, some of my friends are kind of like this, like mm-hmm. they're, they have a problem, but then they're just not, they're just ignoring it, mm-hmm. which is different because like those yeah. people, they don't really know like where their, where their problem is coming from. Exactly. And that's when dismissal, I think is unproductive. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Because you'll you always have a feeling of insecurity. It's not mm-hmm. like it's going to go away once you realize it. Yeah. But it's just a matter of how you react to it. Mm-hmm. So as long as you don't let it, like, um, affect you to, to a detrimental degree, mm-hmm. then I think it's worth dismissing. Yeah. And um, I don't know. 
I think I think this this episode this episode's gonna be more of like just like a event. Yeah. Because lately I've just been feeling that way as well, and it's just like, huh. I'm not sure whether it's because the school year's starting up again. I'm I'm like underlying freaking out about that, or I'm just like you know I'm just having a lower mood week. I think we both are. Yeah, it's been, should give ourselves a break. It's been rough. It really is. Yeah, I'm not gonna go into it, but this weekend was rough. Makes you really question who to trust. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you have any tips for those people who have insecurities? <laughs> Yikes. Okay, How can maybe I... that's, no, no, that's a bad I... way of, of going about it. Do you have any tips for... Self-reassurance. Yeah. Hmm. One, because um, I feel like a lot of times when people feel insecure... They either get sad or they get mad. Okay. If you get frustrated with yourself, understand where that's coming from. Right. Right. Let's, if you're overcompensating, where is that coming from? If you're hurting, but you're, if you're hurting inside but screaming on the outside, where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, um, I just feel like step one, accept the emotion. Step two, calm down. <laughs> step three. Um, try to gather the evidence, right? So if you think like, ah, my muscles are not big enough, I'm super insecure about my muscles and how big my dick is or whatever it is, it's like, well, I guess on average, there is an average dick size, but I'm just saying like, you know what I mean? Like gather the evidence of like, yeah, you know, I think I look okay because I, I keep myself fit and I try to maintain a healthy diet and relative to most people, I would consider something pretty strong, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't believe yourself, go lift, go lift a five pound, you're strong enough. Go lift a 10 pound, you're strong enough. Go lift 50 pounds, you can still lift it, you're strong enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have physical evidence that to prove you like, hey, maybe I'm not that weak or I'm not that unmuscular, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Gather the evidence and then just keep telling you and reassuring yourself that, you know, Facts are facts. You're not a piece of shit. It's a fact. Right? Yeah. And recognize when you have an irrational thought. Mm-hmm. My advice is to get to know yourself. I think that's a huge one. Um, pretend you're dating yourself. Oh. Get to know yourself as if it was another person. You know? That way you can kind of see your good side, your bad side in a character that's not you already have a natural bias against yourself we're our worst our own worst critic but mm. you know just discovering yourself in a way that if this was somebody else would you be as mean as you are to yourself mm-hmm. or would you have got let yourself gotten away with it mm-hmm. if this was someone else yeah kind of thing just yeah. i think also having that sense of who you are will help determine or will help you figure out or navigate your insecurities because then you know, oh, I may not be good as the, at like at this, but there's always room for improvement because I'm, because I can time manage really well because I can find the time. I, I, I really like, you know, I have a certain passion, even though I'm not good at it, but I like it. So that's what I'm going to do kind of thing. It's, it's kind of like a mix of forgiving yourself, pushing yourself, just mm-hmm. building yourself, I guess. Okay. That's what I mean by pretending to date yourself. Yeah. 
figuring figuring things out. Yeah, and giving them a chance. Yeah, and giving yourself a chance. Interesting. I've never heard of that before. Hmm. I would say like for those who are like more imaginative or who are writers, because that's what I used to do, or like what people always say. Imagine that you're your main character, mm. kind of thing. You yeah. have like the good and bad. You shouldn't hate yourself. Would you hate your main character for for having these traits? Yeah, right. It's it's like you know it's like that like one guy on that TV show. It's like a love hate relationship with that one guy because mm-hmm. you you see him trying. Yeah, you see him trying to be a better. I don't know character, I guess, yeah. but he's he's fucking up. Yeah. But you still keep them in the show. You still watch the show, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, make yourself the main character. Interesting. Don't put yourself as this... You're... you're yeah. What, what do they say? You're the main character of your own life. Don't put yourself in the back burner. Yeah. Treat yourself like a main character. <laughs> Did you pull out your, out of your ass? I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And another thing is like, yeah. You want to surround yourself with people who can reassure you when you can't reassure yourself that you're not a sack of shit, mm-hmm. right? And it comes down to, like, having friends of similar values. And I think that's, like, just critical. That's the foundation of everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you hang out with toxic people, they're not going to be the ones to reassure you when you're feeling low. Mm-hmm. Um, there probably could be people who tell you, like, yeah, you are a sack of shit. We're talking about. <laughs> you are weak. Look at us, right? Um, and like, I think it takes a certain friend group to, to be able to, uh, I guess be empathetic towards one another. Yeah. Cause I truly think there's people in the world who fail to be empathetic or even sympathetic sometimes. Definitely. That's just toxic. So toxic. Mm-hmm. Then last tip, realizing like, you know, we're all pretty primitive and we're all just like a bunch of nerves and a bunch of just cells and shit so when you're feeling worthless know that you are probably a little bit worthless to the grand scheme of things in the universe and somehow find comfort in that because i do sometimes yeah not everyone is gonna look at you the way you look at yourself yeah right so you fell down the stairs that's not humiliating it can happen to anyone, anyone. it happens I bet you Obama even falls down the stairs. Yeah, no one's going to be like, this is the most defining moment of my life. (laughs) Like, wow, look at that person that fell down the stairs. Yeah. They're going to be like, are you okay? Yeah. Most most likely. The first thought is, are you okay? Exactly. Here I am recalling that one time I fell down the stairs and almost like twisted both my knees. (gasps) Terrifying. I'm like, ah, shit. I hope no one saw that. No one, I don't think anyone saw that. But, you know, why is that the first thought? Yeah, why did, right? Why, why didn't it say, fuck, I fucked up my knees. I can't be a chiropractor anymore. You know, but that wasn't exactly. the first. That wasn't, or, or like, am I okay? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sad to say kind of thing. Like, no one cares about you the way you care about yourself. Yeah. So what you might be remembering from fourth grade, that one embarrassing moment, mm-hmm. most people won't probably won't remember. No. So why bother remembering yourself? I'm not saying like punish yourself for remembering it because I do remember fourth grade what I did. I don't know what I did, but I'm pretty sure it'll come to me tonight when I'm about to go to bed. But like, 
just find a little solace in that. Mm-hmm. Most likely, t- the 29 other people, classmates that saw you do that, won't remember uh, that uh, moment right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's this week's episode, I feel like. Just, I guess, like food for thought mm-hmm. and kind of more of like a, a trigger to reevaluate if you are listening to this. Um, What's our call for action? Call for action is, um, well, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> please uh, leave us a comment. Uh, please send us your thoughts if you want a topic idea. Um, and just like give us a quick five star on Apple Podcasts. Um, that's kind of where it really matters. End of the day for podcasting people. Um, so give us a give us your thoughts and feedback. And we appreciate you guys listening. Call to action is we want you to go home tonight and just before you go to bed, think about, um, I guess, the things that I'm, that you're embarrassed about by yourself. Mm-hmm. Think about the things that, whoa, that's a lot of words. Uh, think about things that uh, make you feel yucky, I feel like. Yeah. It's like, um, think about the moments or days you feel like incompetent and just like a sack of shit. And then be like, try to challenge those thoughts or let's say throughout today you did have something that happened to you where you did feel horrible about it or you were embarrassed by it you were ashamed of it and then ask yourself like hey it's fine and why is it fine and cut yourself some slack and if you're not ready to kind of face that head-on just let yourself feel without giving any thought to the feelings, mm-hmm. without judging if those feelings are good and bad. Just let it feel, let it wash over you, and let it pass. Mm-hmm. And if you, if, in, if you wake up the next day, it doesn't pass, then reevaluate again while you're holding on to that feeling so hard. Yeah. Pretty much it. All right. Try being nice yourself is the call to action. Yes, please love yourself. And uh, if, if you feel like you can't, just call us, I guess. I guess yeah. we can... Send, we'll be our hype men. We'll be your hype men's, men's, men's men, women's, women's, hype humans. people. Sure. Hype people. Okay, got it. Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye. Bye. I really need to pee. Me too.